Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today we have episode number 78, and we want to kickstart everything by announcing our winner from last week's giveaway of the beautiful pair of ears from the Isn't It Neat Boutique. So, drumroll, Brendan. Our winner is Sammy KS14 from Instagram. So Sam, thank you so much for listening and thank you to everybody who entered and screenshot that you were listening to us. We loved seeing that um, and we love your support. So Sam, we'll be in contact with you um, probably right now so that we can let you know how to get your ears. Yeah. So if anybody's listening um, and this is your first episode and we didn't and you didn't join us last week, we're doing a we hit 10,000 downloads recently, so we're doing 10 episodes of giveaways, partnering with some of the shops that we interviewed in the past. Um, so all you have to do to enter is take a screenshot of you listening and either share that somewhere in social media or send it to us on social media, and you'll be entered in to win any of our drawings. So the way we're going to do it, if you entered on last episode's giveaway, your name is still in the hat, um, so we'd love if you send in more screenshots of you listening increase your odds for sure um but for the next 10 episodes your name will be in the hat and and hopefully you can win some of this awesome stuff so our giveaway item today goes along with the story of how we met marnie who is our guest so terry whelan you might remember him um, back and we interviewed him about his book what the magic means Catherine and i i've read it i think twice (laughs) we've marked it up It's really become such an essential tool for us to try to get to where we want to go with our Disney project. So we want to share a copy with that for you. Terry has been gracious enough to give a signed copy that we're going to share with you. So if you want to win that, just send us in a screenshot of you listening to the podcast, and we will announce that in episode 79 on Thursday. Yeah. So like Brendan said, today our guest is Marnie, and she runs Main Street Tourist. You can find her at the MainStreetTourist.com. So, Marnie, we are so excited to have you today and learn about all the different projects that you're involved in. So, if you could just start off by introducing yourself and introducing Main Street Tourist for those who might not be familiar with it. Sure. Well, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, as Brendan said, my name is is Marnie. I am the owner of MainStreetTourist.com. Um, essentially, what this website um, does is provide planning tools and news and resources and tips and tricks for planning your Walt Disney World vacation. Um, I also provide all of that information out on all of my social feeds that Brendan just mentioned as well. So I'm becoming known for my Main Street Tourist tip of the day on um Facebook and Instagram and again, all of the social networks. So, um, it's, it's been a fun journey to this point. For sure. So before we get into that journey and the Disney side of your story, um, first off, we just want to hear about you and your background. Sure. Um, well, I live in New Jersey in North, New North, New Jersey, about 20, 30 minutes outside of New York city. Um, I, my day job, I'm a pharmaceutical compliance, vendor logistics person. Um, I've been in the pharmaceutical industry for 22 years. So um, 
I mainly am, like I said, in compliance, communications, training. Um, and so that's what I do my day job. I have a precious little kitty, Minnie Mouse, that uh, I adore to bits and pieces. Um, I have a wonderful niece and nephew that I just adore to death. And um, yeah, I have, a, I have a best friend of 20 years who um, I travel to Disney World with all of the time. And if I'm not in Disney World with her, then we are in the city exploring new wine courses or new dining options. There's always something fun to do in the city. So that's just a little about me. Oh my gosh. We also have a cat named Minnie. <laughs> that is that. awesome. Yes. <laughs> when I actually adopted her, her name was Minnie. I didn't name her that. So I just felt like it was meant to be and I had to have her because of her name. So um, she was about three years old when I adopted her and, and she's probably the best thing I ever did. <laughs> I've, got so, to, I've got to ask, what color is she? She's a tabby, so she's um, mainly like chocolate brown, and she's got some black. She's got this cute little white like strip down the front of her nose. So, um, but yeah, she's mostly brown and black. Our our mini is all black, little little bitty spots of white. Uh, but people always talk about on our social media that we never share anything about her. And it's because if you try to take a picture of her, all you see are just like two floating yellow eyes because she's just a black blob. You can't make out what the cat actually looks like. <laughs> I can relate to that. My mother actually has a black cat and she'll send me a picture and I'm like, well, what am I looking at? <laughs> exactly. I, can't, I can't see. I can't even see your face, <laughs> especially if her eyes are closed. <laughs> exactly. That's super cute. So moving on into Disney, which is such obviously a big part of your life and, and all of ours, I think, who are involved in the podcast, kind of what is your Disney story and how has that evolved over time to develop into this passion? Sure. Well, I think like most people, it starts young. So mine probably started right out of the womb. <laughs> That's how young I was. Um, just Disney movies, Disney television, wonderful world of Disney. I can remember at a very young age, early 80s, you know, begging my mother for the Disney channel on television because then it was a premium channel like HBO is today. So um, I remember begging her, you know, to get it so I could watch this, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and Mouser size and all those things that used to be on the Disney channel. Um, my first trip to Disney World was in 1984 with my family. So, you know, that was super significant. And I remember almost every single step I took in the Magic Kingdom and in, and in Epcot. And of course, at that point, it was just those two parks. And it's, it's really evolved over time. I mean, it was something that impressed upon, upon me right from the start. And it's just continued to evolve and grow exponentially over the years. And I think now I'm even more crazy about it than I've ever been. And um, which is obviously what's prompted me to you know, to tackle, um, something like main street tourist, but, um, you know, and I think as, as I've gotten older, I appreciate different things about it than I even did as a kid. Um, I appreciate really what Walt built and his perseverance and his creativity and his tenacity. And, and so the park means more to me than just, you know, the attractions and the food. And I mean, all those things are obviously wonderful. But, you know, when I walk in and I see that castle, to me, that means um, 
you know, I, I think about Walt and, and his dream and, and I think about my dreams and it, it just inspires me so much. So, um, it, you know, it definitely has evolved over time. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of my, my story. Yeah. And I definitely think that's something that most people, especially us can relate to and looking at the parks and different lights, um, whether it's just going with different people or just like appreciating, like you said, like Waltz and what he built. I definitely think that that's something that we can all kind of relate to. Absolutely. It is interesting when you go to the parks with different different people, either different friends or different family members. You know, I've been, I, I do predominantly go, as I mentioned in my intro with, with my best friend. Um, you know, but I've, I've been with, with my family and my sister separately and, and my mom and I have started a little tradition over the last several years of, of taking a, a week, you know, actually we're coming up about a month out from, from another vacation in May. So, but it's fun when you go with different people to get their perspective on it and, um, and to see their faces when they see certain things. And, um, it's, it's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think kind of that view of the park is what we strive for, like our friends and our family to see it in that way. Mm Like that's mm-hmm. like the biggest thing that we try to do now because people say like, well, you've rode Space Mountain a hundred times. Like, how can it still be fun? It's like, well, <laughs> well, A, because it's like the best roller coaster of all time. But B, <laughs> like there's more to it than the attractions. Like we right. went to Epcot over Christmas with the crazy crowds, didn't get on in a single attraction the entire day, and we had an absolute blast. And it's just like that mindset of getting for people to click and see that it's so much more that it is – um, the inspiration that you can get and the clarity and things like that. So uh, absolutely, I, I wish there was a way to bottle that up and just like directly share it with somebody. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? I think what I've heard and what the feedback that I've received over the years is even people, friends, coworkers that maybe don't have the same level of passion that I do for it, or maybe none at all, because I am so excited about it and the way I present it, um, people have said to me, you have like brought me on board because, you know, like now I want to go to Disney because of your passion and your excitement for it. Um, and so that's really cool to hear because I ne- I'm never quiet about it. However, I can insert Disney into a conversation. I will. Um, and if I can turn the conversation into that, I will do that. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, it just, I think it has a lot to do with, with the passion that we have mm-hmm. and, and people seem to be attracted to that. And then through that, get excited for it. And that's the fun part about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's such, you know, a compliment to everything that you're doing, um, with main street tourist. And like you, like you said, your passion for it, how that's able to shine through. So something that we always love to hear about is like the origin story behind Main Street Tourist and how everything kind of came together to start your website. So tell us about that. Sure. Um, so I, I think going back some time, I had this vision of planning or creating a website to help guests plan um, their 
Walt Disney World vacation. I mean, my main focus is Walt Disney World. Um, I've been out to Disneyland a few times, but I can't say I'm an, I'm a real expert with that. So right now it's focused on Walt Disney World. Um, and, and really the concept has been kind of swirling in my head, quite frankly, for almost a decade. And even before social media became really what it is now, um, it was back in the days where, you know, the all ears net and WDW prep and, and even Disneyland prep. And, um, those websites were kind of the go-to places. They were my inspiration. And I never quite, I never quite knew how to kind of kick it off the ground. And so in, I would say about two years ago, I started a different blog and it was really just to kind of get my feet wet because I loved the creativity and I loved sharing my experiences from going to the parks. So I just started a blog and would share it out on, on my private social media pages. And I think it really just developed from that. I realized I enjoyed writing and I enjoyed sharing the information. And I realized I, I had a voice and I wanted to be an active participant in the community rather than just a consumer of it. And so I decided I was going to go full throttle and, and put it all out there. And, um, and, and, you know, it took a few months to build the website because I really didn't know the first thing about building a website. So, um, it took a few months to kind of piece it together and pull it together. And, um, and then I really just kind of went for it and I put it out there and it's just been kind of building ever since. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of how that all, all worked out. Yeah. That is so awesome. And I definitely think that kind of origin story hits home with us for sure, because this was kind of Brendan's baby before I jumped into it all. But, you know, one of the big reasons that we wanted to do this is because like you said, we loved the Disney community and we loved like following along with other people, but we wanted to take our role as a consumer and turn it into being a content creator ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, that's a big part of why we got started as well. So I love that kind of start to it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this maybe seems like a generic question, but I do think that kind of each of us have the one thing that they're looking for kind of, and it's sort of seems like a buzzword. And I know I'm prefacing this question too much, but <laughs> kind of what, when you started out, what is your ultimate goal in mind and has that changed over time or has it always been the same thing? It hasn't changed. Um, I think that I've I've kind of dabbled in a couple of different things or gone down different paths once I started it. But when I really think back to the ultimate foundation and what it was I wanted to do when I set out, that has not changed. Um, creating a platform for people to use as a resource in helping them plan their vacations is ultimately the goal. Um, being able to share my tips and tricks and my guidance, advice, and reviews from my experiences is still the ultimate goal. I do, um, from time to time, I've, you know, I've, I've gotten on into the trend of, of sharing news and information as it gets kind of pumped out from Disney on a daily basis. Um, I will share that from time to time. And, you know, but that, but ultimately, I mean, that's all part of planning, but ultimately it's more the tips and tricks and guidances that, that I'm focused on. Um, you know, it's, it's, I will admit it's quite 
difficult sometimes. I, I get a, a bit frantic because I'm at work, you know, during the day and I'll see some like major news drops and I'm like, Oh my God, I want to write about this and I want to get this out to the world. Um, but you know, I can't drop everything at work and do that. So you have to kind of find a balance of what works because, um, you know, I do still have the day job and when I'm there, I have to commit to that. So, you know, I, I, I've kind of tried to balance it with sharing the news. Um, you know, cause there's so many of us playing in the same sandbox. And so they're, they're sharing the news out. And sometimes by the time I get home and I'm going to share it, I realize it's been, you know, shared 50,000 times over. So, you know, I may go down a different, go into a different direction and, and choose to share something else instead. I do have my main street tourist tip of the day that kind of happened by happenstance. So it gives me the opportunity to be very active on social media on a daily basis and, um, you know, interact with the community. And so, you know, that's been a really positive thing for me because, um, like I said, that, that really just kind of came out of me sitting on my couch one night thinking, Hmm, when I, you know, I want to find a way to, to get tips out to people without just sort of throwing them all into like one blog post. And I thought, what if I did like one by one a day and just threw them out there? I wonder like how that would look. And yeah, within a few days I had a little template created and I just threw it out there and I, you know, I tested it and I'm almost 250 posts later. So <laughs> I guess it's kind of working. People seem to be attracted to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, you know, that's the goal hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. And I think something that I really enjoy about your website, um, you know, are all the different, I guess, ways that you share information. So like you just said, the tip of the day, I think that's something that's really unique. Um, but you also have your newsletter, um, yes. which obviously takes a lot of time. And that's something that I find really interesting. So what made you decide to do a newsletter? So, so that's actually, yeah, that's, that's interesting because that allows me to, that does allow me to share the news of the week that's happened. So like I was referencing before, it's difficult for me to do that as news drops because I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in my day job. So instead of trying to pump that out through my website or on social media, I decided to create a newsletter. And in that, in that newsletter, I will share sort of a recap of the week's highlights. I will talk about, um, any, you know, upcoming refurbishments. I will talk about, you know, any upcoming, um, you know, activities, parades, things that might be happening at the parks that people should be aware of. I will reiterate my tips from the past five or six days. Um, so I, that's kind of, where I pull all of that information together. And I send that out every Friday morning at 7.30. And it, it's a nice recap from the week. And if anything happened from the week where, you know, I've had a personal experience or, you know, I want to share my ideas on, you know, something that is relevant to the moment in the Disney space, you know, there may be a, a review article or um, something in there that may prompt some conversation or some thought. Um, but that's, that's where the newsletter derived from. Mm -hmm. I want to, sorry, I know we're jumping all over the place, but the tip <laughs> of the day 
to me is something that I get so much value out of because I really want to hit it home for our listeners is that it's not like your surface level type stuff. Like it's very well thought out things that you can tell that are from your experiences. Like for example, on your voyage of the little mermaid tip, it's don't sit too close to the stage that you can (laughs) see it better if you sit further back. Or I saw the tower of terror one about where to position yourself to be able to get out of the room the fastest. Like those are so many things (laughs) that are helpful to people who are visiting for the first time. And the time is so valuable and the way you experience things are so valuable that, you know, those tips and little things where you can shave a little bit of time off or experience something a little more immersive than you would have otherwise are the perfect way to help people enjoy their vacations better. Well, thank you so much for that. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, and I mean that's exactly what it is. That they've they've all come from personal experiences. I mean, I have sat close to the stage in the little, you know, the Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and you know, I, I'm an adult. I'm I'm 42 years old, but I can see the puppeteers, and I'm like, well, I don't want to see the puppeteers. <laughs> I want to. I you know, I, that's still a visual that I, I I want to be sort of in this fantasy space. So. I thought the next time we're going to sit further back so that, you know, you don't see them as closely. Um, So those kinds of things, it's the same with the haunted mansion. You know, when you're in the haunted mansion, stand under the girl with the umbrella, that's where your door is going to open. So um, it's those same types of of experiences that I've had um, that I want people to, um, I want people to know. I want to share so that, you know, they can, um, benefit from that as well. I mean, I had a, I had a friend about probably about two years ago. So it was even before main street tourist was launched and she had reached out to me and she was, um, hadn't been to magic kingdom in a long time. She knew they had moved Dumbo and her from, a, from her, a young age, Dumbo was very, very important to her and she wanted to ride Dumbo. And so she had, this was a coworker. She had emailed me and she said, all right, I don't know where Dumbo is now because they moved it. You need to map this out for me and tell me exactly where I need to go and what I need to do because that's the first thing I want to do when I get into Magic Kingdom and I, I want to make a beeline for it. And so I did. I like mapped out the entire thing for her and, and she texted me while she was there after she rode the ride. And she was like, you know, whatever time Magic Kingdom opened, say it was nine o'clock, it was like 15, 20 minutes later. She's like, it's perfect. I got there. I got on the ride. I'm done. This was like the best day of my life. Those are the kinds of things I want to provide for people. Um, and that's, that's what I try to do through my tips as well, because, um, those little things make such a difference and can set the tone for the whole day. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so funny. I don't even know if you realized this last time, Catherine, but when we went into Haunted Mansion, of course, we knew where to go stand to get out the quickest. And there was some, there was like another party of people that were shuffling in right next to us. And we didn't say anything, but like we locked eyes. It's like, come here often. Yeah. <laughs> so it's great that other people can pick up on those things and get those little advantages that us people who go quite often are able to take advantage of. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And it really can, you know, I mean, they're little simple things, but they can shave off time in your day. And and time is of the essence when you're at Walt Disney World, especially if you're there during a peak time and it's very crowded. Um, you, you know, you want to have those little like one ups on other people so that you can, you know, navigate your way through something and, and save time, save money, whatever the case might be. Um, so it's, it's nice. I, I have a couple of followers actually on Instagram who have reached out to me and said, you know, I'm heading to Disney world in, you know, X amount of months. I'm saving your tips as you're posting them because I'm going to use them when I'm there. And I'm like, okay, that's the coolest thing ever. Cause that, <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point. That's why I love what I do. Yes, absolutely. So the next thing I wanted to chat about with you were kind of lessons. So now that you've been at this for a little while, um, let's start with kind of any low points or any you know misconceptions that you had about starting a website and a newsletter and and jumping into it and kind of the the lessons that you've learned out of any of those points. It's a little bit harder than I thought. Um, it, not in a bad way, but well, I'll take for example like creating my website. I mean, I really had to learn the ins and outs of. You know, I was so focused on the the content and creating that and writing blogs and, and all of that. And I had to kind of put that aside for a little bit because I had to focus on building the actual structure of the website. And and it I couldn't I couldn't do anything with it until that part was done. So or I would build something and, and add content to it and then you know, down the road realize, oh, you know, I didn't know step, you know, nine, 10 and 11, it would have been helpful three weeks ago. Now you have to kind of go back and shift things because something broke or something's not working right or whatever. So building a website's a little bit more challenging than I thought. Um, and I think the other lesson learned is um, social media is such a commitment. And I didn't realize how much so um, to really sort of be consistent, stay engaged. Um, you know, you obviously you want to be posting as frequently as possible. Um, I don't think I really understood until I was full on in it as a, you know, as a as a blogger as an, I'll say, I'll say this loosely, but as an influencer, um, that you have to, that it takes so much time. Um, you know, I'd been on these things on a, you know, personal level. So I had personal face, uh, Facebook page and a personal Instagram account that, that was private. And, you know, you go on it every now and then, or you scroll through and then you put the phone down and you walk away. This is a whole different ball game. So, you know, when people comment, you want to be able to comment back and, um, you know, have that dialogue. And so it's, it's a lot more intense than I thought it would be. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy it. It's a challenge, but it's definitely a lot more, um, commitment than I thought it would be initially. Certainly. I think that we were a hundred percent guilty of that as well, that you have this big grand idea, you're in the process of launching it. And you do realize that there's a lot of hard work and long nights and mm -hmm. grinding it out to get to where you want to go. And I think that it's so important to keep that perseverance and keep that big ultimate goal 
in mind to get you through those times to, to realize that it's, that it's not all for nothing. Um, and that you're building something that's so much bigger than, than you can imagine in that moment of trying to gain that next follower, trying to get that extra like. Absolutely. Without a doubt. And I think for me, that was, there were a few moments as I was building it where I recognized like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I'm meant to do because of the perseverance, like you said, and the commitment to it. Because if I, if I wasn't all that into it, or if it was just kind of like a, you know, side fun thing to do, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it the way I did. Um, because it, you're right, it is very long nights. And uh, sometimes I'd look up and it would be, you know, one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, Oh, my goodness, I have to get up for five o'clock to go to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Um, but you know, it's exciting at the same time, because, you know, the little wins along the way and things that were challenging turn out to be, you know, like you, you, you get through it and you figure it out. And so those kinds of things are fun. Mm-hmm. I love that you just mentioned little wins because that's something that I think me and Brendan are big fans of. You know, obviously we have like these big goals and, you know, we're always trying to, you know, like build what we're doing. And I think it's always very important to stop and like appreciate where you're at and like what has gotten you to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, you know, what is going on right now that we can appreciate or what's something, you know, that we've improved on. So I guess our next question for you would be, what are some of your wins up to this point? Um, well, I, I, we've talked about it quite a bit throughout the show, but certainly the, the tip of the day has been a win for me. That was something that really was never planned on the outset of all of this. And, um, kind of happened and has been really a big success for me. And I think sort of has catapulted me into um, sort of just becoming who I am, who Main Street Tourist is is known for, um, certainly on the social platforms. Um, I think, you know, one of the other through that I've been able to build, you know, my followers on Instagram and, and on Facebook and, and certainly on Pinterest. That was actually that was very surprising to me. I think my two biggest social platforms right now are Instagram and Pinterest. And so I would, I would consider kind of Pinterest a win because I'm, I'm getting hits from that. Um, and, and I didn't expect it. So, you know, that was just another social channel that I can, I can use to share and, um, and people have been responding to it. So, um, and I think, you know, I think my, my newsletter, um, has been a win for me because I think people enjoy it and appreciate it. And I know people are, are sharing it out. Um, and I think just, just little things that I'm doing with the website. I actually recently changed the platform of my website. I was using, um, Wix and now I've changed to WordPress. So I'm still fixing some of it. I have most of it done and completed, but, um, you know, so that, that was a win for me as well in, in changing the platforms. So little things along the way, but you're right. You're right about kind of stopping and assessing because I have a tendency to just kind of look ahead and I don't stop and see what I've done. And I don't, I have a tendency sometimes not to give myself enough credit for what I've done, um, because I'm so busy working or thinking about what's next. And it's important, though, to do that. Mm-hmm. 
you may have a completely different kind of idea of what got you there. But when I hear that story, really, I think the lessons to be learned that are so important are that you're very nimble and you're open to change and opening new doors. Mm-hmm. Um, that, like you said, you, you never planned to do Pinterest and you never planned to do the tip of the day and just seeing those things, how they pop up and not being closed minded to say, no, that's not part of the vision. That's not part of the original business plan, but exploring those things and trying new things out. I think it is such a win and, and such an advantage, uh, to, to getting to that ultimate goal. Well, thank you. I, um, I, I do, I do agree. I think it's part of, I think it's part of the process and I, I think you're right. I think it's something that if anybody takes away anything from this today, it's, it's probably that if you're setting out on, you know, something like this to be a blogger, or even if it's just focused solely on, on social platforms and you're not necessarily going to have um, a website, I think it's important to kind of pay attention to the direction that things are going. Um, because just because you may have an idea or you want to push something in a certain direction, it, it may not work and it may not be in your favor. And if something else is presenting itself in front of you, go for it. Um, because it may be the best, most profitable, experience or thing you ever did. So, you know, you, sometimes we don't plan for these things. You just kind of fall into it. Um, you know, I think there's some, there's some strategy that leads up to it. Um, cause you're obviously attempting to do something, but ultimately if you fall into something that's working for you, keep doing it, mm-hmm. just keep doing it. Yep. Absolutely. I love that. And I love everything you've shared up to this point. I think that origin story and talking us through kind of how you got up to this point, it's so interesting and so valuable for our listeners to hear, but enough business. <laughs> now we got to talk Disney. We've got to learn more about your Disney fandom. So we'll jump into our fast pass round and we'll just kind of throw out these topics and if you can just kind of share the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Yeah. So the first question is just name the Disney parks that you visited. Um, so right now it's Walt Disney World and Disneyland. I've been to Disneyland four times. So, and Disney World, I, I'm not even sure how many. <laughs> <laughs> so of those six individual parks, which one is your favorite and why? Oh boy. Um, sometimes it's a different answer on a different day, but today I'm going with Magic Kingdom. And for me, it's just that grand castle at the end of Main Street. Um, I talked a little bit earlier in, in the show about what that means for me. And just when I walk, you know, under the, the train trestle and, and onto Main Street, I still get goosebumps. So it's, uh, it's definitely Magic Kingdom. So the next one kind of goes with that. But what is your Disney bucket list trip? Tokyo. All the way Tokyo. <laughs> what is it about Tokyo? Join the club. <laughs> yeah, I hear that a lot. Tokyo seems to be on the top of a lot of people's bucket list. Um, it just looks incredible. They they just look like it looks like they have incredible attractions, state of the art. Like it, even just the little souvenirs and tchotchkes that they have. Like it, everything is just super cute and it looks fabulous. So it's definitely high on the list. Mm-hmm. I think of all the parks, that's the one I would want to, I don't know when I'm going to get to Tokyo. So that's a super huge trip, <laughs> but, um, 
it's definitely of all the parks, the one I want to go to the most. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll meet you there. That's on yeah, the top of our man, list. That'd, is- be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Oh boy, man. Um, I am going to go with the wilderness lodge. I love the wilderness lodge. It's a close one though. Cause I love the contemporary too, but I just love the coziness and just the feeling, the warm feeling that you get when you walk into the Wilderness Lodge. So that would be my favorite. It's making me want to visit Wilderness Lodge. We haven't been there in so long. <laughs> so oh, long. It's, it's so beautiful. And I haven't been there during the holidays because I understand it's even better during the holidays with the Christmas tree and the lobby and all of that. Um, so one of these days I'd like to see it, um, you know, around Christmas time. But um, it's, oh, it's so beautiful. I was there it's about a year and a half ago. It was wonderful. Really enjoyed it. Hmm. The only downside is, you know, like the content, like the contemporary and the Polynesian, cause you have the monorail right there. So that's always a plus. So I love those for that. But yeah, the wilderness is fabulous. Yep. You- it's all about the feeling. Well, exactly. I was going to say, Catherine, you're like the biggest Disney ferry boat hater of all time. So <laughs> it's, it, I don't Me know too. if you can handle it. I know. I just, I don't know what it is about Disney, but I'm like a go, go, go kind of person. Like, it's very hard for me to just stop and chill to sit on a ferry boat for 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so much like me. I don't like what it, this is going to sound so vain. I don't like what it does to my hair because you're out on the water. <laughs> and then I, I look like the Lion King because by the time I get to the actual park, I was like, oh dear, what happened? Um, but yeah, no, I'm not a big fan of the, of the ferry boats either. They go too slow for me as well. Um, you know, the buses, obviously you have the bus service, which is fine. Um, but having stayed at the contemporary and the Polynesian and, and, you know, having the monorail right there, um, I mean, you, you almost can't beat that though either. So it's really hard to choose. Mm -hmm. So our next question, if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? Ah, um, I'm going to have to go with Flight of Passage. It's it just blows my mind that ride. So I'm going to have to do I'm going to have to say Flight of Passage. I can agree with that one. What is the longest that you've ever waited to ride Flight of Passage? 90 minutes was the longest. That's um, not too bad. No, it wasn't that bad. I actually it was last May. I went with my mom. She hadn't she hadn't been on Flight of Passage yet. I, I was lucky enough to have – I was on it before that. Um, so we had a fast pass for it earlier in the day. And, I mean, she, she – it just blew her, like, mind. Her head came off her sh- shoulder. She was so excited over it. Um, and I've never seen – I mean, my mom's she's, – she's super cool. Um, and she, she loves – she doesn't love Disney like me, but – she likes Disney. And so we have a great time when we go, but she doesn't get like overly like excited over, you know, this, like she was so excited over this. So, um, later on in the evening, 
the line had gone down to 90 minutes. So she was like, we have to get on it. And I'm like, really, you're going to wait 90 minutes. She's like, we have to. So yeah, it was 90 minutes. And actually it was cool because it was late in the evening. By the time we came out, the park was closed. So we kind of got to wander around a bit with really nobody around. So I got some cool pictures of the tree of life and things like that. So that was really neat too. Mm-hmm. The only time I've wrote it, we it said 90 minutes, but we waited <laughs> way more. Well, definitely really? longer. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, they had, we, we still don't know what it was, but they started running at half capacity. Oh. So I think maybe someone got sick or something. We don't know, but oh. that's what a worker told us. Because we were like, okay, like what's going on? <laughs> but our, here's our tip of the day. Make friends, <laughs> if possible, with the people around you in the in the queue because that made it so much more enjoyable because the two moms in front of us were hilarious <laughs> that were. is awesome that is such a great tip and you're absolutely right absolutely right i we have i have met some of the coolest people just by chit-chatting while waiting for for a ride mm-hmm. it really is cool yep Normally, we're not the people to do that, but eventually, <laughs> when you're stuck with someone for two hours, I feel like it's inevitable. You're, you're going to have to chat. Yeah. I'm a chatterbox. I will chat with anyone. I know my best friend, sometimes we go and she just like, she'll roll her eyes because she is not that way. She'll just stand silent forever. And in me, I'm like, hey guys, how you doing? And I'm always chatting with someone. So she kind of makes fun of me, but that's how you make friends. Yep. That's true. <laughs> so next one sticking with attractions which ride or attraction do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the parks oh good question i think the speedway in tomorrowland mm-hmm. yeah i think that one is due just get rid of it or fix it up a bit i think fix it up a bit you know there's so much nostalgia because it's been there for so long I think they could speed it up a little bit, even though it's called the Speedway. I think they speed it up a little bit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I haven't been on that since I was like 10 years old, quite frankly. But um, it's not something that I would go on now. Um, but I I think it would be like a fun, maybe like Wreck-It Ralph or Cars. Like you could do like Vanellope's, like, you know, candy carts or whatever she drives. And then, or you could, you know, do cars. I know they got the whole cars thing going on in Hollywood studios. So I don't know if they would introduce that in magic kingdom, but yeah, I think there's like some really cool things they could do with that. We've been on a streak of some controversial answers to this question, but <laughs> oh this, boy. One, this one I am 100% in on. Yeah, this is a good – and I think your ideas are really good too. You should be like an Imagineer. <laughs> oh, I my think goodness. the Vanellope thing could be a good one. It would be super cute, right? It would be For all sure. colorful and – yeah, I think that would be a that'd be a cute idea. Man, I would love to be an Imagineer. That would rock. How cool would that be? <laughs> Thanks for the compliment. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go in with my one idea. <laughs> the other, um, I think I read it on Twitter somewhere. Someone said that Tesla should sponsor it and be like all electric and they would fit the Tomorrowland theme a little bit. Okay. So it's probably just because I'm like a Tesla fanboy. Loves but Teslas. <laughs> Every time we pass him, he's like, did you see that? Did you see that? <laughs> Do you own one? Oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, though, that would be such an awesome idea. Because I think that's kind of what all of Tomorrowland needs. Um, 
just kind of like a pick me up. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the attractions like Space Mountain, Carousel of Progress, like I adore those rides. Like I hope for as old as it is, I hope nothing ever happens to the Carousel of Progress because it just needs to stay the way it is. That's my opinion because of the nostalgia of it. But there are other things in Tomorrowland that I, I just think need a little bit of an oomph. And I mean, something like someone like Tesla coming in there and kind of sponsoring it and man, they could do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. That'd be so cool. See, we could put a whole proposal together <laughs> and walk in. You yeah. never know what could happen. Yep. We got an A, B and a C plan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> their a plan will be to walk us out the door <laughs> yeah probably so <laughs> but we'll drop them a uh, a card for main street tourists and detour to neverland on the way out so yeah, hopefully exactly. that'll be our our parting gift it'd be a exactly. good story that's right don't forget us guys <laughs> <laughs> so these next couple of questions are our favorites um but what is your favorite snack or a go-to snack i'm kind of simple it's a mickey pretzel I love my Mickey pretzels. I any, can eat them all day long. Any cheese or mustard or any any kind of dipping sauce or just straight pretzel? All in on the mustard. I'm a mustard kind of girl. So, yeah, I just love my Mickey pretzels. Mm-hmm. Those are hard to beat. Yep. So Salty goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so sticking with food, next would be your favorite table service and favorite quick service restaurants. Um, that's a really good question. There's so many to choose from. Um, table service. The first one that comes to mind is actually is Yak and Yeti in Animal Kingdom. I really, really like Yak and Yeti. Um, and for quick service, simple again, I love the Columbia Harbor House in Magic Kingdom. Yes. Those yeah, are both good choices. Take notes, Catherine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I give him a hard time because he would eat Columbia Harbor House like every day of the trip, all meals. He loves it. That's so me. <laughs> you get There's fried chicken, to... fried exactly. fish, fried shrimp, everything you could ever need. There's Exactly. There is something about that fried chicken. It's like um, it's, it's addictive. Mm-hmm. Like a drug. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. The next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Hmm. Um, oh, that's a really good question. You know, I I haven't done like a meet and greet in a really, really long time. I've done some some dining, character dining. Let me think about that for a sec. I'm gonna say I'm going to say probably when I met the beast in Disneyland was my favorite meet and greet moment. He was, Oh gosh, I I can't remember if it was my first or my second trip to Disneyland. So we're talking like mid two thousands. Um, and, and back then beast was kind of an elusive character a little bit. You saw Belle a lot. You didn't see beast a lot, at least for, for pictures. And, um, Belle and beast were outside of the, of, um, sleeping beauty castle and they were taking, and I just, I lost, I lost my collective marbles. I thought I was going to like have a heart attack on, you know, on the street because beast was out there. So, um, yeah, we stood in line. I got my, my picture with beast and, I actually had to ask Belle to step aside so that I could get a picture with just, <laughs> I don't know if she was so happy with me, but, 
I think my other, if I could add two to that, my other favorite is kind of a funny story. I was in Calif also in, in California. I was in California Adventure, and we, we were coming out of Bugs Land, and it was really, really quiet in the park. And Flick was kind of just coming to set up, and there was like nobody around. And I got really excited for some reason. And I started running towards him, and I do not know what happened, but our heads banged together. <laughs> and his head started kind of wobbling all over the place. And I thought, oh my God, he's going to lose his head. <laughs> and I was like hysterical laughing. And I turned around to my best friend, like she's on the floor dying laughing because I literally thought he was going to lose his head. So that was a funny moment. We talk about that all the time. But I got my picture really fast with him and then I ran because I was embarrassed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome. Oh, yeah, I love those. I don't think I've ever met Beast. I've met him yeah. once. At Be Our Guest? Yeah, Be Our Guest, now that he's there. Right. So, and so I was going to say, I think your story is a little cooler because he was so rare back then. Yeah, he was. And, and um, Beauty and the Beast is my favorite movie of all time. So um, the fact that he was out there, I just, like I said, I, I lost my mind. I thought I was going to like pass out. So, you know, I was really excited to see him. And yeah, up until the, you know, till be our guest came along and, and now he's part of, you know, the dinner. I haven't seen him since. So that was really my only opportunity until now. Hmm. So yeah, it was really cool. I think you're reading our notes. So the next question is your favorite Disney movie. So if it's Beauty and the Beast, what are some others that are high up on the list? Um, I love Tangled. Beauty and the Beast, Tangled. Let me think of some of the other ones that I love. I love Snow White. I love kind of the old like princess classics. I love The Little Mermaid. That was actually the first animated film I saw in the theaters. Um, Little Mermaid. So that one's kind of special to me. Um, you know, I had seen the classics on television or on, I guess, VHS back in the 80s. But when um, we were never really a movie family, like moviegoers. So when Little Mermaid came out, we went to see that. So that was, that's probably high on my list. Um, I'm trying to think of other Disney movies. I mean, I love the Beauty and the Beast live action film. I thought they did a wonderful job with that. And, hmm. I don't know. I don't know what other ones. Those are <laughs> all good. good. Ones. Yeah. yeah. How can I how can I possibly draw a blank? <laughs> yeah. There's my too goodness. many to list. I know. My goodness. You know, a Toy Story, A Bug's Life. Oh yeah. There I mean all the Pixar's are fabulous. They're all hysterical and they I love the Pixar movies because there's so much adult humor in them. Um that I just think it's brilliant the way that they weave that into the into the movies. So not only is it great for the little kids, but you have the adults laughing too. So Pixar is uh Pixar is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love them. So kind of sticking with movies, what is your favorite Disney song? Hmm. Well, if it's if it's from a Disney movie, I'm going to say I see the light from Tangled. I just think it's super sweet and super romantic and I love that song. If it's not from a Disney movie necessarily, it's Happily Ever After from the fireworks show at the at Magic Kingdom. 
Is that two straight episodes? I was going to say, I feel like a lot of people are saying that. It's definitely, yeah, catching on, that soundtrack. I mean, we've only seen the show once, but the music I remember was very good. Mm -hmm. It, like, struck a chord with me right from the start. And I was one of those people that was sad when Wishes was leaving I made a special trip out to, to Disney World, you know, right before it ended. So I made sure I saw it one more time before they got rid of it. And I was super upset. And I was, you know, really worried about what was coming next. And from the moment I heard Happily Ever After, I was hooked. I just love the whole premise and concept of creating your Happily Ever After. And for everybody, it's different. And it's, you know, it's not, um, you know, there, there is no like perfect guide for it. It's how it's whatever you want it to be. And I, I just love the message in it. So definitely happily ever after I listen to it all the time. Like I'm a, I'll listen to Disney music on my way to work or on my way home or on the weekends and uh, happily ever after is definitely right there at the top of the playlist. I feel like I need to watch the show right now. Yeah, I was going to say, especially <laughs> as you like go through that whole thing. I mean, how could that not be your favorite? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do that too. I'll watch it on YouTube. <laughs> yep. I love it. Yeah. So next one would be your favorite Disney quote, either from Walt himself or from any of the movies. Cool. Um, my favorite Walt quote is the best way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. That is my favorite quote. Yes. I think, think that kind of sums up kind of me and, and building main street tourist. And I, you know, I talked about it for quite some time or I had it in my head for quite some time and it was just a matter of stop talking and just do it. (laughs) So yeah, it's one of my favorite quotes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's so applicable to anybody starting anything. I also think that quote is funny since I'm a teacher. So that quote makes me <laughs> chuckle too <laughs> if I put it in Absolutely. that context. <laughs> Stop talking and do your work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you say that more times a day than you care to admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's my turn again. So this last one is probably a hard one. But it's your favorite Disney parks memory. Hmm. I actually, I talked about one of them a couple of weeks ago with a friend. Um, So I went to Disneyland for the 50th anniversary. And that was my first time to Disneyland. So walked under the train tracks onto main street. And of course you catch the glimpse of the, of the fire station, you know, with the, with the light in the window and you're just, you're immediately like, you know, I, it's hard to describe sort of the feeling that comes over you. Um, but the fact that, that Walt, you know, walked on those streets and, and was part of creating, had his hands in everything. There's just a different feeling. But my friend and I were walking down main street towards the castle and there was some kind of, um, some kind of presentation happening for the 50th. And they were, um, on the loudspeakers, they were, um, 
sharing Walt's induction speech when Disneyland opened. And so here you have like your first time in Disneyland, you're walking down Main Street, you're feeling all these emotions, and now you hear Walt's voice coming through the loudspeakers. And it it just was an incredible moment. And I, I had tears and I look at, at my friend and her eyes are welled up with tears. And, and you just kind of knew like, like that was a moment. Um, so I think for me that really resonates as it's probably like super, super high on my list as one of my favorite memories. I love it. Yeah. I was going to say just hearing that, that's, that sounds almost like out of this world. Like how lucky were you (laughs) to be there? Right. And, and we say that all the time because we had no idea that, you know, this was, they were doing anything like that at the park. Um, again, Disneyland was new to us. I we have to admit, or I have to admit, <laughs> for the the planner as I am, <laughs> I you know we plan some things, but we didn't plan it like down to the you know to every single second of the day. So there were things happening on that trip that you know we just kind of fell into, and and it was like the best trip. But because of that, but it, I mean, we, you you couldn't plan this any better. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Sounds awesome. I thank you so much for sharing that. So our very last question, and it's something that we ask all of our guests, and it's if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's looking to jump into this community, either as a content creator or maybe they want to create their own products, what would you tell that person? Be authentically you and just do it. I think that's that's a lesson that I have learned throughout all of this. Um, don't get caught up in what others are doing, focus on what you're doing. And it's, it's hard. Trust me. It's hard. I still, it's a battle every day sometimes to, to not get distracted by what others are doing. Cause there's plenty of people who have done this before you and there'll be plenty of people who will come after you. So just, you know, put your head down and stick with it and just start. And just like, and just be you. I was going to say, if you didn't, that is a brilliant answer, but I was going to say, if you didn't have a brilliant answer, just go listen to that first half of the episode. Cause I feel like it was <laughs> filled with acceptable answers to that question. Yeah. Cause I, I think it's well, been, thank you. <laughs> certainly. So thank you so much for joining us today. One last thing. Um, if you can just share for our listeners where all they can connect with you. Sure. Absolutely. So MainStreetTourist.com is my website and there you can subscribe and sign up for my weekly weekly newsletter. Um, You can also find me on Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all using um, the handle MainStreetTourist. So there, again, I I share out, you know, all of my tips and tricks and um, fun news and information related to Walt Disney World. So join the party. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We'd be remiss if we didn't give a special shout out to Terry Wheeland. He connected us. I know he's been a huge help to us and a huge help to you. So thank you to Terry for connecting us. Absolutely. Thank you, Terry. Um, And thank you, Brendan and Catherine, because I I really enjoyed this. and, And I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and share Main Street Tourist with you guys. And um, it's it's been an honor. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It was a blast. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. 
We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.